Welcome, NutritionRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry, the university nutrition professor of over 20 years and podcast host of long-running shows like Iron Radio. Come on in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new simulcast of Iron Radio here on the Nutrition Radio Network. Today, Phil and I are going to discuss 12 bodybuilding supplements to get somebody, quote, ripped, unquote, and give them a grade. This is partly based on some recent news and emailings from a fitness organization. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. You are on another episode of Iron Radio with Phil Stevens here. I am a strength coach, powerlifter, Highland Games athlete, and I make things for tons of people in the fitness industry. And this is Lonnie Lowry. I am an adjunct professor, a nutrition scientist, former competitive bodybuilder, and back on the show. Um, okay, just real quick, something came across my desk, and I just want to get your uh, opinions on this stuff, Phil. Yep. This is from the American Sports and Fitness Association, and you know sometimes it's funny. I think when you when you see news that goes out to general like gen pop fitness people, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how much of this stuff is even new to them. Uh, it doesn't look that new to me, but I just thought it'd be fun if you could give me some like on a ten scale. What does Phil Stevens think about this? For a client, I, it doesn't okay. have to necessarily be one of your powerlifting guys, but okay. or maybe you give me a different score for powerlifting versus somebody else you might work with. Okay. You know, all right. So let's see. It, go, it starts by saying bodybuilding supplements are an essential part of any workout routine. If you're, you know, especially if you're looking to get ripped. In fact, I remember talking to Tim Patterson back in the day, and Phil, you'll remember this, but Tim Patterson used to say uh, at at Biotest. Stimulants are requisite, like they're required to get ripped. And I never wanted to kind of go that route, but they sure do make it easier. I mean, they kill your <laughs> appetite and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But this goes beyond that. So I, right out of the gate, I'm critiquing this a little because it says to get ripped. And number one is creatine. Well, creatine doesn't make you ripped. What do they yeah. think ripped means? So maybe I'm being hyper judgmental here, but. What would you give creatine as a score? It says it's one of the most popular bodybuilding supplements on the market um, on a 10 scale. As far as legal supplements go, <laughs> I would say creatine's up there. I mean, it's as high as you can. I, if I had to give it, I'd say a 10 because I think it's not for the reason most people think, though. Not for, like, effectiveness of building muscle and things like that. Uh, but it just flat out is the most tested probably yeah. the safest and it shows the most results as far as just cognitive function, muscle building, uh, strength, endurance, things like that. I, it actually does what kind of is reported. Of course, sometimes it's overblown. Um, sure. But it works. I mean, it's one of the few that like actually works. And like I've yeah. said for years on the show, I mean, the biggest reason I think to take it is, once they started coming out with using it to combat Alzheimer's and stuff like that. So it has uses beyond muscle, muscle, especially as we age. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a very useful, it's as far as the supplements go, it's probably the most useful in my opinion. So you give that like a nine or a 10. Yeah. Right around there. Yep. Yeah. That's for all populations. And it's the one it, maybe it's the only one that like reaches out of the fitness population, like regular People that don't train often can benefit from it. Right. Yeah. You know, so that yeah. that's what also makes it rank higher for me, I think. Now, this does say – and I think we need to be careful. I don't want to be overly critical of these guys. I don't know much about this AFSA group. 
but they'd say overdosing can cause cramps, diarrhea, nausea. I would point out that that's probably in people who they put a giant table, heaping mm-hmm. tablespoon in a half a mug of coffee of water. You can't do that. It's too strong. You're yes. just getting like, osmotic diarrhea. And I'm then not they sure don't stay hydrated. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, side effects and that kind of stuff, we we heard it. I'm here in Florida right now for listeners um, at a sports nutrition meeting, and it's the usual thing. Creatine is incredibly safe and effective. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of studies. I can't even keep track now. More than 400 studies about, like, repeated explosive strength and that kind of stuff. But like you said, even cognition, all that stuff. Um, It it should be in anybody's cupboard, I would think, unless – They've got a serious medical reason not to. And I can't yeah. even think of one unless they are they have one kidney and it's damaged. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, number two, caffeine. Oh, God. That one ranks up there high, too. It's useful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't do – today's my heavy lifting day. So it's Saturday. It's squatting deadlifts. And I don't do a session without caffeine. But I will say it's the only day that I use it. Um. No, I'll drink coffee in the morning. Like I wake up at six in the morning. I have a cup of coffee before I go to work. I don't consider that using caffeine. Uh, I'm talking high doses. You know, that's when I like slam it down purposely to go train. And uh, yeah, it makes a difference. And I think I think where people mess up, I honestly think it's a fault if you use it every training session. Because then you need more and more and more and you don't get like me using high doses once a week. I can still. I know I took it, um, and I get something out of it. So I, I'd say use that for your heavy, heavy days, your more intense days. You know, it doesn't have to be heavy, but the days you're really, you know, say going hard and heavy or you're being a tissue assassin, things like that. Use it on your yeah. days that you need it the most, that whatever you're concentrating on at the time, which for me is always squat and deadlift. So I want to be yeah. up with that. Eight, I'd rank it lower than creatine because – I don't think caffeine has a health benefit. You know, it yeah, doesn't have a benefit change. outside of performance. <laughs> yes. Like creatine does, but, uh, it's, it's up there, man. So, yeah, no, agreed. It's funny you say that because I, I think when I was in the classroom every single day and now I just teach online, just sort of adjunct occasionally, but the students would be, they, God, he's always got a cup of coffee in his hand, but mm-hmm. I had, believe it or not, I drank half calf. Yeah. Um, uh, like in the morning when I just get up, right? Because why am I going to get completely wired? I'm saving that yeah. for go time. Yep. You know, and go time for me is not like it used to be um, or like it is for you anymore. But even the fact that I'm older now, being in my 50s, man, I if I if I want to take a nice hit of caffeine, two, 300 milligrams, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to do that every morning just because. And uh, there's a lot of debate about how habituation how much it actually affects your response to caffeine. It's not as much as a lot of people think, but um, this also says stuff like rapid heart rate. Believe it or not, unless you're taking mega doses, the research on typical doses of caffeine, which can be as little as three milligrams per kilo of your body weight, that's going to improve performance, and that's probably not going to do that much to your heart rate. Yeah. I think people... Okay, yeah. next up, number three, uh, Nitric oxide uh, talks about, you know, getting oxygen and nutrients and vasodilating the, you know, tissue beds and all that kind of stuff. What do you think of nitric oxide? Mm, any of those vasodilators, I just haven't seen any real use in them. 
personally. I mean, I haven't seen any benefit out of them at all across any population. So interesting. That yeah. said, I don't deal with, I haven't dealt with a bodybuilder in six or seven years, somebody that was competing. And okay. even then we didn't use them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. A, a one. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have a use for it. I wouldn't waste my money. Yeah. I'd rather, no. I'd rather buy a steak than, you know. Well, you know, you have said before that you've seen some clients and other people in the gym and stuff. They do stuff like take, um, what were they taking? Like, um, not maybe Viagra or different kinds of oh, things. Oh, like it, no, like, yeah. It's the, uh, the, like Cialis has become big. Cialis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it this does – no, exactly. You're talking <laughs> to medicine. There's a lot of people that do that now for blood flow because it's the one – what was a Viagra affects your – of course, what it's supposed to and your right. eyes um, mm-hmm. as the two things it affects. Supposedly, Cialis is full body. So yeah, um, I've heard of a ton of people using that for blood flow and yeah. shit like that. So. Well, yeah. there's. I mean you know, there's amino acids like arginine and stuff like that. But to your mm-hmm. point, like that's – Think about supplements as being drug junior, <laughs> and if Cialis yeah. actually has whole body vasodilation, I don't know. Maybe at my age, because peripheral vasodilation, it might actually help me. I mm-hmm. I would give it like a two maybe, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, to your point, I just don't use it. Um, maybe it has some effects, but yeah. It's hard to start a list with creatine and caffeine and then, and not then go downhill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you started with the heavy hitters. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Number four, uh, beta alanine. What do you think about beta? Alanine? Oh God, I think fatigue it's useful for, it, I guess, fatigue reduction. Yeah. You know, muscle acid. And I've upgrade. seen, I've seen people really get. I mean, I think the biggest one for it, the benefit I've seen out of it is mixing it with caffeine, and you get that tingly, itchy effect. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's more of a a mental thing like, okay, I'm ready. It kind of, it's almost the same as when you're going to go take a, like a heavy lift and you like get that without taking anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just a signal to your body. Okay. It's go time. It's heavy day. And you kind of hair standing on end. Um, as far as the actual benefits from taking it, I've, I think that's more in the strength, maybe CrossFitters and things like that. The strength endurance realm that's out of the yeah, wheel. Power lifting. You know, yeah. so yeah. I don't see a benefit out of the sports I do. I don't know. Now that I'm boxing, maybe it would help a little bit because I'm doing three minutes of just oh, yeah. all about tense activity. So maybe yeah. it's something I should try. But for the sports that I've regularly competed in, you know, it's two and a half seconds of all out force followed by 10 minutes of rest. So <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I had no benefit out of it, but yeah, I, I, I'd is... rank that up there higher. But Yeah, what number would you give it? Four, five, something like that. Because there's actually some science behind that. There is, yeah. yeah. I've heard beta alanine called like second generation creatine because you know one of the things creatine does other than provide cell energy is it it's an acid buffer you know in yeah. muscles for repeat performance and that kind of stuff. Again, this says if you're looking for a way to get ripped quick quickly, beta alanine is definitely worth trying. Again, I think I don't think they understand what getting ripped means. Yeah, I don't think beta alanine unless you can make the argument that you can push a little farther into each set and burn more mm-hmm. calories maybe, but 
I don't consider that something to get ripped. That's more of a like a I've always thought a muscle muscle acid buffer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for a power lifter, why really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next one might go up the scale. I don't want to, you know, uh, influence your response, but <laughs> pro protein powders. Oh well, it's food. That's up there. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I got to rank it below food. Like food would be a ten. So an eight. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's it's useful. I think it's somebody was Dave had somebody on the other day on his podcast, Dave Tate, Table and they were talk talking about right? yeah, it was on Table Talk, and they were talking about protein supplements, and he's like, "What?" It was the one of the best explanations I've heard. It was like, "What aisle do you buy a steak in?" It's in the food section. What aisle do you buy protein powders in? In the supplement section. They are there to – so are they as good as food? No, but they're a supplement to regular intake. He said, so for my surgeon who's really busy, is that better than nothing? Yeah, it's a shitload better, you know, and I think right. it is. I think that's where it stands. So like I said, it, I'd, I'd put it a little bit under food. Like if you have an option to eat real food, eat real protein, or drink a shake, I would eat the real food for the other stuff you're going to get out of it. But vitamins and minerals, a, yeah. Yeah, for a busy person like me, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and everything else, like it's a lot better than skipping. <laughs> it's so convenient. It yeah, it is. It's an easy way to slam it in. Or people that have problems eating enough protein. It's pretty easy to slam it down. So, no, good point. Yeah, if you're not hungry and you're not getting enough protein, yeah. it's, it's convenient, effortless almost. Yep, yep. Um, they do say – including whey, casein, soy, pea, and hemp. I would say this. One thing that kind of irks me lately is I see a lot of food labels say high in plant protein. Like mm-hmm. that's a good thing yeah. because of this whole plant-based everything. It, people, I think, that would listen to Iron Radio would be like, listen, we know that plant protein, they're more poorly digested. They're missing amino acids. I, I don't think that's something you'd want to brag about. I saw that recently with no. high protein, and it was wheat protein, Phil. I mean, that's yeah. like gluten. I'm like, well, half the population doesn't want that. The one that gets me now is how in vogue collagen protein has become. Yeah. Like yeah. that, used, I, we used to check labels and like shoot supplements down for having that's protein right. collagen. And now it's expensive as shit, and they're pushing it as like the next greatest thing. And it's like protein wise, it's not now you're no. some of your other benefits. I'm not saying it's horrible, but if you're literally taking it to build muscle, you're right. missing the ship. You are missing the yep. ship. And they're like a lot of these new protein bars now are loaded with that. And before right. it's 15 years ago, a lot of other proteins. Yeah. yeah. 15 years ago, we'd have put that protein bar down for it. Now they're using it as a, uh, they're using that as an advertising. You know, they're right. actually telling the people like it's got collagen protein. And it. it's like, well, thanks for telling me because I don't want it. I, but that used to be part of like nitrogen spiking, you know, to get yeah. the protein grams yep. higher with some kind of. I, I used to t- say in class, this is, I would call it almost biologically useless for muscle building, right? Yeah. Because yeah. what people need to realize, that's a good point, is that the collagen mm-hmm. stuff is for fascia joints, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, my joints are shot from 30 years of bodybuilding yeah. you know, to yeah. failure, but it's got its, it's got its purpose. But yeah, let's not. Let's not push it as if mm-hmm. it was a high quality protein like whey or casein or something yep. like that. You know what? And let me just say about the plant stuff too. I've seen data, including here, that if you eat more and more variety, you can actually make up 
for the lower quality of plant proteins. So if you're really hungry and you want to do that, great. But I don't know why anybody would necessarily, uh, you know, do that unless they just want to be a, a straight vegan. They're just ethically completely bound to that. Oh, okay, yeah. but I hope you're yeah. hungry, you yeah. know, because you're going to have to eat more. Um, next up, branch chain amino acids. Again, I think this was the one that's been overblown. Um, I don't think they're bad. I think a lot of people use them and don't need to. Like if you're just getting in plenty of quality, like if you're drinking a protein supplement, I don't think you need them because whey yeah. is already loaded in it. So yeah. I think they've done a really good job of advertising them. Um, ah, the four, five, somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, I think they can be useful if you're not getting it. It's, oh, if you're on if you're on the plant-based side of things, it probably ranks higher than that. Um, oh, good point. Good you know point. what I'm saying? So it depends on yeah. the population. Like I've had vegan and vegetarian uh, athletes, and we I would push that on them because they're not. Then you're good, correcting. But, you're correcting for the lower quality. You're protein. using it for what it is. You're supplementing your poor diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think so, though, you you said it best. I still yeah. remember you you had a metaphor years ago about leucine, right? Which listeners know is one of the three branch yeah. chains. About how it's like a light switch. It's going to yeah. flick on the ability for protein synthesis, but unless there's a bunch of other amino acids there, like from the whey protein, mm -hmm. right, that leucine is often in, you're not going to get electricity going through the wire. It's not going to yeah. actually flow and and create the protein synthesis. Yeah. You know, so. And I've seen bodybuilders do that, too, a lot. Like, they pop branch chains, otherwise fasted. And, you know, there's a little bit of stuff that might help with fat burning on some level or that kind of stuff. But I agree with you. I'm sort of in that middle range, like, meh. Like, yes, mm -hmm. this is kind of in the food category. It's These are essential nutrients you have to have. But, yeah, I, I think people are overusing them. You know, I, I don't know. I think it's one thing, like, if the supplement – demands a high amount of marketing capital it's probably not as useful like they market the shit out of bcaa's and collagen they don't have to market protein powder much like people just <laughs> people point. just know yeah. it's good for you like creatine yeah. doesn't need marketing at this point there's enough information out there that we know it's useful but yeah yeah so you know what these next couple are kind of um they're more amino acids. The next one, um, HMB. What do you think of HMB for muscle protein synthesis and that kind of stuff? Everything I've heard, they've tried to push it. It's like every five years it comes back around. Mm -hmm. And every seven years it fails miserably. <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of those things. I mean, I, I had nothing out of it. I don't know if I have to give it a number of one. Yeah, just, my opinion is why wouldn't you just consume leucine, yeah. to be completely honest? There are some people who are totally into this. I know some industry scientists who they're just doubling down because they kind of invested their time and their research efforts on yeah. HMB, and they just want to keep doing that. I don't know if a lot of people remember, but uh, in fact, I just heard this morning, like people just don't remember that this stuff was already on the mm -hmm. market. And it didn't yep. work then, and it's probably not going to work now, at least not for what a lot of people think it, yep. it can do. HMB had a very um, controversial beginning in mm -hmm. that some labs were making it look like it was some kind of you know better than sliced bread, and then other mm -hmm. labs were like, I'm not seeing much of anything here. Yeah. Uh, 
I think Stu Phillips, in fact, big leucine researcher uh, from Canada, right? A lot of people know from Toronto. Um, I, he just did some big review in, of this, and he was not a big fan. Yeah. Um, um, another amino acid is number eight on the list, glutamine. Um, you see anybody using glutamine? <sighs> no. I mean, I've seen it. It, the, again, comes and goes. But unless you're a – if you're eating protein – like it's the most abundant amino acid there is. So unless you're like a burn victim or yeah. gut issues, like gut but, issues and things like that, yeah. If you have intestinal yeah. issues, it's probably a good thing. Um, but as far as muscle building, no, a, a one. For yeah. performance, I'm gonna rate everything on performance and uh, or muscle building, and it's it's super low. In fact, I think Joey Antonio, who's the president of the ISSN, this meeting that I'm at. He did a paper on this ages ago, and it, it, he basically said that, like, this doesn't work for muscle building. Yeah. And if people think that, I would say it would be for – because it is a fuel – it's a direct fuel. Your intestine cells can burn that like a fuel, mm-hmm. and that's kind of weird that a tissue can do that. But, uh, for, yeah, for gut or I would think for overtraining. Like I was training yeah. – there's been times in my life I trained six, seven days a week, two hours a day and to the yeah. point I was getting head colds and just breaking down – and you will see blood levels and muscle biopsy levels of glutamine fall like crazy. But the problem is – so you might say, well, just put it back. If your levels you are getting depleted, put back the glutamine. But even then, um, meaning what? Like what are you going to get out of it? Is, are the head colds yeah. going to go away or are yeah. you just replacing something without much of an effect? But yeah. I would think overtraining or gut, yeah. Yeah. Um, number nine, citrulline malate. So it, you probably remember citrulline. It helps yeah. with NO production. Yeah. It's sort of like we're back to the, the vasodilator stuff. Yep, and we're going right back to that score of a one. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, why not take so, – so basically citrulline, I think, if I'm correct, it was basically supposed to create NO. So why not take NO? And, like, you're just adding another step into something that's already not working. I look at it like the – the drug junior thing again, you know, like, let's face it. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people that listen to us are like, yeah, but I don't want to take Cialis. I don't want to go the drug route. Okay. I, I can understand that. And you know, there are some data that mm-hmm. citrulline might open up blood, you know, vascular beds and stuff. But I can tell you, Mike Nelson and I, we were at a conference in, I think is in DC years ago. And they wanted to test this concept that if you vasodilate, it's, it's anabolic. You know, I keep hearing stuff on here, like reading stuff about, Oh, it's going to, you know, more oxygen and nutrients to the muscle and this and that, kind of insinuating it's going to be anabolic. But no, it's not. They took a yeah. drug called sodium nitroprusside, and that'll open you up to the point that you faint, <laughs> you yeah. like all yeah. your blood vessel beds. And they looked at muscle protein synthesis, nothing, yeah. nothing, unless it also had the right, like, amino acids and hormones yeah. in the mixture and that kind of stuff. But the simple act of opening up blood vessel beds, um, I don't know. Maybe as you know, if you want to, you're looking for something that might help with a pump uh, as a yeah. bodybuilder. Um, yeah, I don't see powerlifters doing that a lot either. No. Number ten, ZMA, right? Zinc, magnesium. Um, I think it can be useful, especially if you're low in it or you need good sleep. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are low in zinc and magnesium. I don't know. I it's a, four or a five. Okay. I think, you know, help yeah. you get some, oh, that's, um, I mean, a big equation that, that many people miss is rest and recovery, which is probably, for hard training athletes, people that actually train hard, that is probably where they're missing the boat. 
is rest and recovery, not intensity of training. So if yeah. anything we can do to aid that, I, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I've recommended it to a lot of people, so I will rate it higher. So Yeah. You know, zinc's good. Yeah, you're right. I think people tend to under-consume them. Um, this says the primary benefit is it raises testosterone in the body. Oh, I, I think that ship yeah. has sailed. Yeah, like, exactly. How much, how much of a rise in T do you think you're going to get out of ZMA? Yeah. Uh, I have played with magnesium, just like you said, for muscle relaxant effects mm-hmm. in the evening and stuff. I think it's magnesium is one of the minerals I would, I would actually look at. And zinc yep. probably too. Zinc's probably good for quite a few things Yep. as men so. age and that kind of stuff. Yep. So. Uh, but like you said, it's just it's just a mineral supplement. Yep. So let's not pretend it's. I mean, it, it, when they focus on this as a tea booster, uh, no, it's not Trembolone. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, uh, number eleven, almost done. Fish oil. Oh, that ranks high. Uh, yeah. That's right up there with the creatine stuff, just because of health benefits and things. Uh, it's food. Uh, you know. It's food. It's nine or ten. I mean, and it's hell. They're like they're prescribing it now in in Europe for people that had heart attacks. Instead of giving them other medications, they prescribe you fish oils. Like this is going to help you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people with high blood pressure and things like that too. Like it's going to thin your blood out. You're not going to have motor oil for blood and things like that. And just there's the health benefits are undeniable. Yep. Yeah, anti-inflammatory. All that stuff. Yep, it's up there. Take it. Yeah. I don't care who you and are, you know what? training or not. And sort of along the lines of the zinc and magnesium, but even way more so, people under-consume omega-3s yes. oh, yeah. so badly that you're just putting something back that you should be getting in your diet. And we're you know? So unless you're eating lots of salmon, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, oh, the last one. I did my dissertation on this stuff, so you will not offend me regardless of your number, but um, <laughs> CLA, conjugated linoleic acid. Uh, that's an old one. Um, a, I don't For fat loss, I, I guess. Yeah, you know. and I don't go out of my way here. I mean, no. yeah, I'm going to rank it low. It's going to be a one or a two. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I have, I can't think of a time that I've ever told people to go take CLA. No. No. Uh, me either. In fact, yeah. some of the stuff I saw early on, there was a couple of weird, um, I don't know if I call them side effects or not, but I was concerned looking at the literature that it could do things like cause uh, enlarged or fatty liver and a couple of mm-hmm. weird things were happening. But this was like all the buzz like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I almost, I'm glad we're, Iron Radio goes out there. People need to listen to podcasters that are old enough to watch something. It didn't work before. It didn't work again. Yeah. We're back in that category. Yeah. Uh, I did my dissertation with this stuff. I did see a slight reduction in interleukin-6, right, inflammatory marker. Mm-hmm. But um, again, back to Joey Antonio, who's the president of this group down here. When he looked at my dissert, some of my dissertation stuff, he said, congratulations, Lonnie. You found weak aspirin that takes six weeks to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's the list. Like I said, it's funny because some of this stuff, um, you know, it is on the mark. Some of this stuff, especially what they think it's doing, I'm not sure. And then I guess the Gen Pop considers the word ripped to mean muscular. Like, to me, the term muscularity is a combination of leanness and mass, right? Yeah. Your, your muscularity is something you can see. Uh, or ripped means it's like striations, you know what yeah. I mean? Like truly ripped is hard to do i think they just maybe the gen pop just they read the word ripped in sort of a social media way and they just think yeah. it means 
buff small yeah, probably you know. yeah. it probably has multiple meanings now so yeah. we're just not hip and young enough to realize it so. <laughs> not on social media no. yep. we don't don't have a tiktok we're not in exactly i do not have a tiktok so all right well i know you're you got to get out yeah yep i gotta roll i'm gonna go squat so all right man talk to you. take yep. care later Bye-bye. The NutritionRadio.org podcast is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, check with your physician, nutritionist, or qualified exercise physiologist in order to make the progress that you need.